0: You're listening to the rpetshealth.com podcast and I'm your host, Dr Alex Avery. On this show, I bring you pet health discussions that allow you and your pet to live a healthier, happier life. Remember too, you can call into the show on the anchor.fm app if you have any comments or questions. So let's get started. Struggling to get your cat or dog to lose weight? Well, it's one thing to know weight needs to be lost is quite another initiating a weight loss plan. There's no one size fits all solution as every family's circumstances is unique. However, there are some great general strategies that can all help to ensure a successful weight loss program is formulated so your pet can get back to a healthier, happier life. Hi, I'm Dr Alex Avery from OurPetsHealth.com, helping you and your pet lead a healthier, happier life. In the second video of our obesity series, I'll tell you how we can get your overweight cat or dog back to their healthy weight. If you aren't sure if your pet is overweight, or don't know the dangers of being obese, then check out the first video in this series. First up, it's important to recognise exactly what it is your pet has been fed in the past. Does it really only get two meals a day? What about the crusts of toast at breakfast, the post-walk chew, the mid-afternoon biscuit when you have a coffee, the welcome-back-from-work treat, the clean-up after the children throw their food on the floor? or the goodnight leftovers. If we don't recognise where we are going wrong in overfeeding our pet, then we cannot hope to treat this disease to the best of our ability. Now, broadly speaking, there are four components of any successful weight loss programme, which are diet, treats, exercise, and finally, monitoring. Your pet's regular veterinary practice is the best place to go for advice on how to manage each component, and many run special vet nurse clinics which provide valuable information and support Using their expertise, you can easily find out what your pet's target weight is, what the most appropriate diet they should be fed on is, how much exercise to give them, and how to maintain a healthy weight once this goal is reached. There is no substitute for individual assessment by a trained veterinary team member. For our truly obese patients, safety is key, and any weight loss program should really be overseen by your family vet. Okay, so let's look at each of these program components individually, starting with diet. Now, the ideal weight loss diet should fulfill a number of criteria. It should ensure that our pet feels full so they voluntarily eat less and don't constantly feel hungry or beg for more food. The diet should provide all of the essential vitamins and minerals needed to maintain optimal body health. It should favor the loss of fat and ensure that muscle mass is maintained. It should also be tasty no pet would choose to eat cardboard or sawdust. Now, changing our overweight pets onto a specially formulated weight loss diet will ensure that all of the above are met to the greatest degree possible, and so maximizing your pet's likelihood for losing weight. For those pets that are only slightly overweight, reducing the amount of their current diet or switching them onto the light version while at the same time cutting out high energy treats can also be successful. However, very often this strategy results in a little weight loss at the start, only for the loss to quickly taper off well before our pet's ideal weight is reached. Now this lost weight is often then relatively quickly put back on and it's so frustrating, especially once weight loss has been attempted and failed, it's often never tried again. For animals with a lot of weight to lose, we also tend to find that the simple light diets or their normal diet fails to control feelings of hunger and that results in increased begging and also results in the loss of muscle rather than fat, which all help for the diet to fail. The way we feed our chosen diet can also play a significant role. Slowing down our pets' food consumption can mean that they choose to eat less and will also increase their feeling of fullness. Slowing down fast eaters can be achieved with maize bowls, spreading their diet out in the garden or hiding it in a crumpled sheet. Just be sure they don't eat the sheet. You can also get treat balls or food balls, and now these have a hole in them and your pet needs to move them around the floor and really play with them for the food to then fall out and then to get a tastier reward. Now, regardless of diet being fed, consistency of amount is also key. It's a great idea to weigh out each day's food and treat allocation and store this in a separate container. Now, this means that anyone in the house knows that only food from that container can be fed each day. And it's also helped should any further dietary modification need to be made weighing the food out daily in a plastic cup and then marking this level on the side also means that from then on it's super quick to check that you're not feeding more than you should now treats is the next factor to consider we all like to give our pets treats it makes us feel good and our pets certainly enjoy them but treats however are generally loaded with calories to such an extent that for a 20 pound or nine kilo dog a hot dog is the equivalent of a person eating three hamburgers an oatmeal biscuit is equivalent to one hamburger, and for a cat, a single potato chip is equivalent to half a hamburger, and a one ounce or 20 gram piece of cheese represents half their daily energy requirement. You can see then how it is often treats alone that are responsible for our pets being overweight in the first place. We are literally killing them with perceived kindness. Now we can break this treat habit in a couple of ways. We can absolutely still give treats, but we need to first ensure that the treats don't make up more than 10% of a pet's calorie intake and also stick to lower calorie treats, which can range from commercial light treats through to raw carrot, broccoli and green beans or plain air pop popcorn and rice crackers. We can also simply keep back a handful of our pet's diet at meal times and use this as treats throughout the day. Now, a final thought about treats is to consider the fact that treats are things that bring joy. They don't have to be food. Instead, give your pet your time, play with them, take them for a walk, teach them a new trick you'll both feel rewarded by this, and as a bonus, they'll be exercising. And this brings us nicely to the next component of a weight loss program, exercise. All of us can appreciate that exercise is an important tool to any weight loss program. After all, if you increase the amount of energy used, surely weight loss must be the result. Well unfortunately, the degree at which exercise helps our overweight cats and dogs is not as much as many of us would like to think. Increasing exercise alone, without making dietary changes, will never result in a successful outcome. Now having said this, should we increase the exercise our pet gets? Well absolutely. Exercise plays several critical roles, with the most important being the maintenance of muscle, which ensures that any weight loss is due to the reduction in body fat and not a reduction in the amount of muscle. Exercise will also act as a treat for your pet, removing the temptation for us to give them snacks and also help to stop them from begging for food. It also provides mental stimulation and improves our pet's general quality of life. So what exercise should we be doing? Well. Simply increasing the length and frequency of our normal exercise routine is a great start. Now don't expect too much to start with, as an obese cattle dog is likely to tire very quickly, but as they get fitter they'll be able to exercise more, which is very satisfying to see and a great marker of their improved quality of life. We also need to be really careful with things like throwing balls for our obese pets. As the forces involved with suddenly stopping or turning, results in injuries such as ligament damage. Consider joining a dog training or agility class for a great physical workout, as well as a mental workout, as well as providing both you and your pet with a fun and sociable experience. Controlled exercise in other forms, such as hydrotherapy, is an excellent strategy and is especially appropriate from animals suffering from joint disease or animals with owners who are unable to exercise them more regularly by other means. Now, cats can be a bit more tricky, obviously. After all, not many will happily exercise on a lead or come when called. We can still get them to exercise, though. It just takes a little more creativity. Now, cats love to climb and explore, so setting up a jungle gym might be just the ticket. They love to stalk, pounce, and chase. So playing with some string or ribbon can really encourage this. Now, be certain, though, to tidy up well afterwards. A string that gets eaten can result in a surgical emergency. A ping pong ball to chase can be very effective and a laser pointer or flashlight is generally enough to excite even the most placid feline. I would urge restraint with the use of a laser, though, as it's easy to end up with a cat who is constantly looking for that red light to chase. And with cats, short frequency games are better than long sessions. play should stop, or the toy should be changed as soon as your cat shows signs of losing interest. It's also very important to take into account any other condition your pet may be suffering from. And this is why your vet team are the very best people to advise you on what the most appropriate exercise is for each individual pet. The last thing we want to do is to increase the risk of orthopaedic disease, or heart problems in an at-risk individual now the fourth and final component of our weight loss program is monitoring we want to be certain that our efforts are resulting in weight loss and we want to know how fast this weight loss is taking place we also want to know that all this effort is resulting in an improvement in our pet's quality of life after all this is why we're doing it now our aim is a loss of one to two percent of body weight every week in dogs half to one percent in cats with a commonly achieved rate of loss being about 0.8%. It is also important that weight is not lost too quickly, especially in cats where there is a real risk of a potentially fatal condition called fatty liver or hepatic lipidosis. So long as no more than 1% of body weight is lost each week, then this will not be a concern. For an obese animal that is at least 30% overweight, you can see that a weight loss program is a real long-term commitment, and there's no such thing as a quick fix. It is a commitment, though, that is well worth it. A happier, healthier life. So we've weighed our pet and they haven't lost any weight, or they haven't lost enough weight. Now it's easy to feel disheartened, but stick with the program, make some changes, and you will be rewarded. Any recommendation in amount to feed is only a starting point, and the amount may need to be reduced to achieve weight loss. Also check that none of the rest of your family members are sneaking your pet extra treats. A feeding record or chart or a food diary can really help prevent this. Are we ourselves giving into their begging more than we should? Well then ensure we are feeding the best diet to reduce this begging behaviour. Are they being given too much at daycare? Or simply helping themselves to the neighbour's food bowl? A little detective work can go a long way to get them on the road to their healthy weight. Now regular weigh-ins at your vets is a great way to track progress and stay motivated. I know nurses and vets simply love to see their obese patients lose weight, and this enthusiasm can really help to keep you motivated, especially if you're feeling a little disappointed about slow progress. After all, we're often talking about a three to six month time frame for a healthy weight to be achieved in the majority of our overweight pets. Now, even if your pet never makes it down to their healthy weight, remember that every little really does help. We know that a lighter pet has a better quality of life, and even a 6% loss in body weight can make a significant difference in comfort levels in our arthritic patients. As well as focusing on weight loss, monitoring general demeanor and activity levels can help to highlight one of the major reasons for undertaking a weight loss program. Consider how much energy your pet seems to have, how active they are on walks, how far they are able to run and how quickly out of breath they become, how willing are they to play, have they started doing activities they stopped doing, or all all activities that they've never done before. If we can see the difference weight loss is making, then we can be clear of the need to continue on the path for our pet to achieve their healthy weight. Okay, so we make it. We finally managed to achieve weight loss in our pet. Brilliant! Your pet will be happier and healthier as a result. We've not finished yet though. There are a couple of final jobs left. First, give yourself a big pat on the back. Weight loss is difficult. And it is all too easy to let things slip back and revert back to old habits. Only around half of owners that commit to a weight loss program are still going strong after six months. Be part of that winning 50 percent. The final challenge therefore is to maintain our pet's new healthy weight and try and resist the creeping increase that often occurs. If we've managed to achieve weight loss while maintaining a normal or light diet, keep going by feeding the amount appropriate for their new weight. If you've had to use a weight loss prescription diet, and it's generally better to change onto a specially designed weight maintenance diet. Keep up with the low-calorie treats, keep up with the exercise, and in all cases, keep up with weight monitoring, so that should things slip, action can quickly be taken before your pet becomes overweight or obese again. Your pet will thank you for it. So I really hope today's topic has helped you. Please call into the show at anchor.fm. I would really love to hear from you. If you'd like more information on anything I've discussed, then head over to ourpetshealth.com. And if it's your first time listening, also think about signing up to my website newsletter to make sure that you never miss out on future content and allow me to continue to help you and your pet to live healthier, happier lives. So until next time, I'm Dr Alex from Our Pets Health, because they're family.